Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio Frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Peace, we are live. We are in full effects right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio Frequency. Welcome ahead. Um, Gosh, it seems like it's been a while since I've gotten a chance to broadcast. We missed last week. Um, There have been some amazing transitions and changes and upgrades um, that have been happening this way. So, for that, I'm excited. I'm happy. It's just also involved a little bit of a transition that I wasn't um, quite anticipating or, I guess, prepared for, uh, but we're rolling with the punches here. I appreciate Thank you, thank you, thank you so much to all of the listeners, um, all of my mama's babies, all of the subscribers for just hanging in there with me while we just transition into this new phase, Okay. Um, I know for a fact I'm not the only one going through major transitions. The North Node of Destiny has officially shifted out of Virgo into Leo. So um, it's offered for now and for the next 18 months until November of 2019. It is all about living with an open heart. It is all about living with, uh, from a place of generosity, it's all about enjoying your life and living passionately what you desire to create for yourself and for your loved ones. Okay, so uh, I'm 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 definitely experiencing that now, and as uh, uncomfortable as change and transition might be, it is the very thing that is propelling us to our place of destiny. Okay, so. Hang in there. Take it easy on yourself. Take it easy on others. Take it easy on me. I love y'all. I'm not. I have not forgotten about y'all. Um, and we're here. We're live. We're ready to roll. So um, we are discussing here in the week. Also, if you're online, I didn't get a chance to post to the Mama Dada Astrology Facebook page or the Twitter page like I normally do. Um, so if you're online or have access to online, please, please, please shout out um, Mama Dada Astrology and your week ahead. We are broadcasting live for the next at least hour and a half, okay? You know I don't go far without paying homage, honoring, revering, uh, remembering our divine righteous ancestors. When I tell you without them we would not be here without them, we cannot move forward and press on. I'm just so happy and thankful to even have a mind to remember them. So that comes along with just endless benefits. So thank you, thank you, thank you. As well, Brother Ampu, a fearless leader, very patient and understanding with me and all my transitions and um, just still just still on point, still an amazing soul to be connected to. So, uh, Brother Ampu, thank you very much. Thank you for uh, just supporting Mama Dada Astrology uh, right here on the Interface Lighthouse Frequency. All right, y'all. Um, I want to jump into the week ahead, which this today we are covering uh, next 
Sunday, this coming Sunday, Mother's Day, May the 14th through Saturday, May the 20th. Um, but I, I wasn't, I didn't get to broadcast last week, so I got to catch y'all up real quick. Um, currently, of course, the full moon in Scorpio is two days um, in the central time zone. It's at 4.42 p.m. And uh, the full moon, of course, is when the sun that is currently in Taurus is up directly opposing the moon that is in Scorpio. So let's talk. We talked about the Scorpio. You know what? We didn't. We didn't get to talk about Scorpio moon. So let's jump into it. Um, you know, this Scorpio full moon is really showing itself fully illuminated, uh, but because it's Scorpio, it's not necessarily how you think, okay? So, because Scorpio is mysterious, so how, when when the mysterious is fully illuminated, does it make it less mysterious, or does it just allow us the opportunity to look at it for what it is? That My point in saying that is Scorpio governs people's motivations. Scorpio governs people's psychologies, okay? And so a lot of that is coming to the fore. A lot of that is being fully illuminated. Um, (laughs) It's it's a very interesting thing. Um, And I always mention to you guys that when it comes to this Scorpio-Pluto 8th house energy and frequency, uh, do yourself a favor and concern yourself less with other psychology, I mean, even though it's, especially here at this Scorpio full moon, even though it's all up in your face um, and kind of hard to deny or not that you want to, but the point is let that trigger you to turn back into your own psychology, your own motivations. Why is this other person outside of you psychology worrying you so bad? When you can check at the door your own motivations, your own psychology, your own, when we're talking about Scorpio, we're talking about going deep, okay? We're not staying surface level with Scorpio. We're going deep, and it's getting intense in Scorpio, and it's getting extreme in Scorpio, okay? Scorpio is a water sign that's talking about emotions, okay? Full moons are already emotional times, can be. And then you've got this intense, extreme, emotional sign that the full moon is in. And, yes, a lot of you could be dealing with some extreme emotional, psychological issues, especially as it relates to people you're sharing resources with. That's Scorpio. Scorpio is the people you share resources with when we're talking about inheritances, bonds, taxes, wills. Um, so these people that you share resources with could be a parent who left you something or who has inheritance for you. They may still be here. It could be a, a lover or a significant other that you share material resources with. It's also shared values. It doesn't have to be physical resources. Once again, Scorpio is an emotional water sign. It's not earthy and tangible like Taurus is where the sun is transiting right now. So the resources that you share with others could be emotional. That's why we're talking about in Scorpio people you have intimate, deep bonds with, okay, not superficial surface level. These are people that you share an energy with, people you have emotional attachments to, okay? 
And so depending on what's going on in your chart, I'm about to, I'm finally getting um, able to get back on my consults this weekend. So I'll be talking to all my mama's babies. Shout out to my powerful, precious, wonderful, irreplaceable mama's babies that stay riding with me. I'm staying riding with y'all. We're going to be talking for the remainder of this week about how the full moon in Scorpio is affecting your natal chart. For now, today, the day of the full moon, through the next two weeks. Full moons are active for two weeks after the full moon is exact, and it is no longer in effect when the new moon hits. The next um, lunation we've got will be the new moon in uh, Gemini. The new moon in Gemini. I want to give you all a date on that real quick. Just to have it on record for you guys. Uh, I know. Hold on one quick second. The new moon in Gemini is at the end of the month, you guys, and it is on the 25th. It's on a Thursday, the 25th, at four degrees Gemini. So, back to the full moon in Scorpio. Um, you know, depending on how it's impacting your chart, you know, you could be having dealing with some issues with other people's psychological crap that they don't want to deal with. I'm in that position right now, and my and the way I'm dealing with it is not dealing with it. I take my own advice when I talk to y'all. I'm, I it takes me 24 hours a day, seven days a week to deal with my own psychology. I'm not gonna deal with the leftover garbage psychology that you don't want to deal with in your own life um, that causes you to exhibit, you know, uh, skewed and warped motivations towards me. I'm just not going to deal with it. Scorpio and Pluto is about power and control. And I will not, I will not, like many of you, I will not be controlled. Like many of you, I will not be manipulated, not, and I know about it. So um, for me and for many of you, uh, the, the, what's going to continue to help us over the next couple of weeks, especially with the sun still in Taurus, is to ground this stuff out. Taurus is an earth sign, even though Scorpio is not. And so when it comes to, ex- when the, the sun talks about our will, exercising our will, what we will and won't do. The sun talks about what we want, okay? The sun talks about our ego, and so and it talks about our external, you know, expressions of ourselves. And so I think what's going to continue to benefit us, it already has been throughout this Taurus New Moon season, but I think for the for the final two weeks of Taurus New Moon season with this Scorpio full moon energy on it, I believe what will continue to aid and guide us is our ability and willingness to ground out. That just means physical, y'all. You see, I know it sounds all supernatural and spiritual, but grounding energy out and down just means taking it out of that realm of the spiritual, of the physical, of the unseen, and bringing it down to this plane of awareness where we can see it, touch it, taste it, feel it, all the things that Taurus describes, okay? And so if, you, if you're not really trying to sign up to be controlled by anybody or manipulated by anybody, do something physical about it. 
full moons are about releasing. After 4.42 this afternoon, when the full moon is exact, it's going to start waning. Since the new moon in Taurus, it's been waxing, increasing, growing, applying, whatever term you want to put to it. After this afternoon, late this afternoon, it's going to start waning, decreasing, separating, okay? So when the moon begins to do that, then we should follow suit. We should fall in line. We should act in accordance to nature. That will benefit us. It has been benefiting me for years and continues to do so. I just looked at my new moon intentions earlier this rising. I was I was so ready for, I am, I still am. It still hasn't gone exact yet, but I'm so ready for the full moon. I've been doing full moon stuff since yesterday when the moon went into Scorpio. And, you know, it's stuff like that. It makes me sad I wasn't able to broadcast last week because I would have told y'all that when the moon goes into Scorpio. Don't wait for the full moon. When the moon is already in the energy of Scorpio where the full moon is, get get to work. <laughs> get to work. It's different. Um pre or before the full moon is exact because the moon is technically still waxing. So it shifts what we're doing, what we're grounding, how we're grounding out this energy is going to shift after later this afternoon because now it's going to be all about releasing, letting go, surrendering, accepting, intensifying. One thing I love about the full moons is as that full moon energy is just on full and intense, we also can intensify our commitment to whatever the full moon in that sign represents. For, for the full moon in Scorpio, you can intensify your commitment to control your own self. That way you don't have to worry about nobody else trying to control or manipulate you because you're standing in your own power. You're taking your power back, Okay. Um, one key word I love about Scorpio is transformation. The other beautiful thing uh, I'll, I'll get more in-depth into here in a minute is the fact that as this full moon in Scorpio is happening, which I already mentioned to you guys, full moon is when the sun is exactly opposite the moon. Well, The moon is in Scorpio sextiling Pluto, the ruler of Scorpio, and the sun is in Taurus trining Pluto in Capricorn. So the very planetary body that governs this Scorpio energy is intimately acquainted, and thank God, positively and harmoniously with this full moon in Scorpio. So please know that to the degree that you are vibrating on the highest frequency possible when it comes to Pluto, Scorpio, 8th house energy, it's only going to benefit you. You can step back and be lazy about being in control of your life if you want to and continue to allow other people to manipulate, control, dominate, play mind games with you and all kind of other stuff because you lack the emotional competence to do it yourself. Stand for something. This is this is Scorpio's that area of space where you must stand for something. 
or you'll fall for anything. And the beautiful thing about it, you guys, is the node, the north node, just shifted yesterday from Virgo to Leo. And so you standing for something is even more vital now than ever before because we're all, destiny is the blissing us to the degree that we fall in line with our passions, what we're truly passionate about, what we want, not what somebody else wants for us, not what somebody else is trying to trick us or manipulate us into being or doing. That's not going to work. Not for the next 18 months. It's not going to work. Try it if you want to and find out. We're being, Leo, North Node and Leo, y'all, is supposed to be fun. It is supposed to be enjoyable. North Node and Leo is supposed to be about living from an open heart and being duly rewarded from the omniverse for it. Don't miss out by being scared. Leo ain't scared. Leo is the lion, king, queen. Leo is bold, emboldened. Leo is ruled by the sun, the very self-same sun that all the other planetary bodies orbit around. What you, what you think the sun asking uh, Mercury if it's okay? No, Mercury checking in with the sun. Everything's revolving around the sun. So that's a hint. The sun is about what we want. That's important. If you don't think what you want is important, there you go. Come on, psychological issues that Scorpio governs. That's that's a red flag that there's something wrong with your psychology. I'm not saying that to make you feel bad. I'm saying that to encourage you and spur you on to do something about it. Destiny, uh, North Node of Destiny and Leo is going to favor those who are emboldened to do something about it. Encouraged to do something about it. That's why I'm encouraging you now to do something about it. If you haven't been, you need to get also with your nearby astrologer that you know, love, and trust to help you determine what part of your chart that this is, uh, North Node of Destiny is uh, is affecting. That's going to help you narrow it down quite a bit where your focus needs to be in order for you to enjoy the highest vibrations of Leo where the North Node of Destiny is transiting right now and for the next 18 months. Don't you want to have fun? Don't you want to enjoy your life? Don't you want to enjoy what you want? Um, The sun also um, deals with career. It can deal with career. It can deal with authority figures, mainly male or masculine authority figures. Um, your father, you know, um, uh, uh, things along that line in nature. So all of that should be, I'll I'll put it to you like this. If you actually know any Leos, fuck with them. (laughs) Fuck with them. Yes, the North Node of Destiny is in their sign. So you may want to, you know, just, Check in with them from time to time. Check on them. See if they need anything, you know. Likely they don't. <laughs> but see if you can hang with them just for a day. You can have, learn how to have some fun and, and do what you want and enjoy your life. I don't know eight Leo that has to go to anybody to ask them anything at any time. They run their life boldly, courageously. 
Okay. So that's like the gist um, of it. Um, definitely Scorpio is about these di- things that are mysterious and secretive and behind the veil. That's why it's emotional. That's why it's spiritual. You've got to dig deep to get to the heart of your motivations as well as others. You've, um, Scorpio also governs the metaphysics, me- all things metaphysical, all things occult. Okay, so we're talking about things behind the veil that you have to dig for. That's why Scorpio governs research and investigation, because um, you gotta you gotta dig to solve that puzzle. Would be it a psychological puzzle, your own personal psychological puzzle? What figuring out what makes you tick, so you can quit focusing on other people and sidetracking yourself, distracting yourself from the from the core issue. Um, Scorpio also governs, um, what did I want to say, y'all? Dang, oh, healing. Yes. The reason why you get to go deep in Scorpio is because you can heal. You get, I'm not saying stuff about psychological issues to make you feel bad once again. I'm saying it because if you get real unafraid, to stand up in your power and face the unknown, face the mysterious, face all things psychological, you know, head on, you can actually heal. I just told you Scorpio governs transformation. You can actually transform from a slithering belly sliding caterpillar into a butterfly that can't nobody catch or touch. Try to catch a butterfly. Just try. (laughs) That's the power that we have when we're not afraid to dive deep emotionally. Scorpio is also going to um, influence us in very creative ways. It governs a deep sexuality, not like Mars and Aries. Scorpio is deeper than that. And so... um, there's opportunity for healing there. There's opportunity for enjoyment there. Okay? You can find, if you're Scorpio, once again, people you share resources and values with, and I told y'all, they could be emotional resources. So there's, there's opportunities to heal these deep sexual issues or things you didn't even know was there. That's the thing about Scorpio it's hidden, it's mysterious, it's deep. This is where if something's marked enter at your own risk with the tape across it, you you rip off the tape and you go through it because you got to know, you got to see, you got to dig. And we're being rewarded. I told you the sun is trining and the moon is sextiling, both harmonious aspects to Pluto, the ruler of Scorpio, at this Scorpio full moon. So we are being gifted. We are being rewarded we are being, to the degree that we choose to harmonize with this energy, we're being compensated in ways that we will like and enjoy, okay? This is a really passionate, intense, extreme energy, so don't be scared. If you're sensing all this within you or within others, it's okay. <laughs> That's what it's supposed to be feeling like right now. Um, Suntron Pluto itself does um, talk about intense and deep experiences, okay? Um, anything that's on your mind, 
you're going to be driven to the point of likely obsession to research, investigate the inner workings of that thing until you gain a full understanding, okay? This is normal. This is what Sun and Tron Pluto is doing. Uh, Sun Tron Pluto also talks about um, having a greater power and influence over your own life. That's what I've been saying this whole time. Shout out to Astrology King, um, the Dark Pixie Astrology, and of course myastrologycoach.com for uh, different um, different information I, I'm using in my notes today. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, but yeah, that's exactly what I've been saying. When we utilize our power, our great power that we have access to, and our influence over our own life. We let in positive transformations, baby. That's how you get. To, that's how you graduate from caterpillar to butterfly. You stand up. You stand up inside your own power in your own life, and you stand for something. God damn it! <laughs> this um, great power that we have access to right now, uh, we can exert it. Yes, we can. And just like other people, come on. Now, other people can do this too, but we can exert our great power and influence over events in our life and people around us. So just keep in mind, other people can be doing that to you as well, but that's why I'm telling you, if you're standing for something, standing up in your own power, standing up in the influence you have over your own life, allowing for positive transformations, you don't have to worry about a mofo influence uh, exerting their power and influence over you, okay? That's how you ward that off. You access the energy on the highest frequency possible. You don't have to worry about the BS. That's the beautiful, powerful thing about knowing what time it is and stay, staying vibrating high, okay? Um, Pluto, oh, that's what I was going to mention about Scorpio also, you guys, because it's such a beautiful combination with this full moon. Full moon and full moons are already about letting go, releasing. I told you, after the moon goes full, it's going to start waning, decreasing. Okay, the 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 illuminated part we see from Earth is going to appear to get smaller and smaller and smaller until it goes back new again. So I've already mentioned that full moon season, I don't care what sign it is in, is about letting go, releasing, surrendering, along with that waning moon. But then throw Scorpio on it. The fact that the full moon is in Scorpio and Scorpio does govern a certain level of purging, of releasing, Directly opposite Scorpio in Taurus, it's about collecting, it's about attracting, it's about uh, accumulating. So then you get uh, back across, directly across from Taurus, back into Scorpio, they're on the same polarity. Taurus is on one end talking about accumulating and collecting, then we get back over to the other end where Scorpio is, and it's about releasing through sharing. Okay, it can be releasing, you know, purging, letting go, throwing out, uh, detoxing, things like that. But it also can be per, uh, releasing and letting go through sharing. Once again, this is the area of shared 
experiences, shared resources, shared values. You have to let something go in order to share it with somebody. If you have a pie and you want to share it, you have to let go of a slice or two, okay? So you can share it. And that's this energy. So we got the releasing energy of the full moon. We've got the releasing energy of Scorpio. And then I just told you how Pluto that governs Scorpio is related to the relating to the sun by way of the trine and the moon by way of the sextile and Pluto itself governs Scorpio. So there's a third layer of this releasing, it's surrendering and letting go. Coincidence? I think not. I think this is a, I see this as a clear message from the omniverse to say, number one, let go, okay? Number two, let go. Mm-hmm, yeah. Number three, let go. Let go. Not for no reason. Let go because it's a new moon in Gemini coming up in just another couple weeks. And you don't want some new stuff. You're not going to get no new stuff if you're holding on to old stuff. You're not going to get no new stuff if you're unwilling to let go of some stuff. You've you got to make room. And, and clearly with it being in Scorpio, it wants you to make some emotional room. You, you, you share the load. Share the load. Stuff may, for, while the sun's been in Taurus, stuff may have really, especially if you did not pull with us on the twenty-one, the first 21-day challenge in Pisces solar eclipse new moon season, if you did not pull with us in the uh, second 21-day challenge in Aries new moon season, then, yeah, Taurus new moon season showed you in a real, material, physical, tangible way how... Um, your energetic unpreparedness can allow for a lot of confusion by the time it gets. You know, I just mentioned how things start out in the spiritual. They start out in the unseen realm. They start out in the thought realm. They start out, start out with a prayer or an affirmation. Can you see a prayer? No. Can you see an affirmation? No. Can you see a thought? No. Can you see spirit? No. That's the first level. You got to cut through five. I love how uh, Makalesi on YouTube explains it. But you got to cut. You got to cut through four more levels to get to the fifth level of physical. Starting out in the spirit. The fifth level, the physical level, is the final, most dense level. It has to go through a lot to get there. My point is. If what you're experiencing here on this tangible, physical, fifth, earthy, Taurus level is not what you wanted or liked, you can you can really go back to Pisces solar eclipse new moon season. I wish I had a date for y'all. I, I can get it. Hold on two seconds, two seconds, because I want y'all to go back in the timeline. Now, of course, for uh, all those who chose to participate in these 21-day challenges, I mean, <laughs> I can't even really just take credit for it because all I did was just, uh, you know, follow the leading and guidance of spirit. That was the 26th of February, y'all, when the uh, solar eclipse new moon in Pisces occurred, okay? That was on Sunday, February the 26th. Um 
the uh, very next one, Aries New Moon, seven degrees, was on the 27th of March, Monday, March 27th. These were critical. These were pivotal. The, the Pisces one ended. That was the final new moon of the last astrological year. The Aries one was the first new moon of the new astrological year. So we were at this crux, this energetic crux where one year was ending, energetic year was People don't think of that. People think, oh, January 1st is New Year. And they don't even think. They have no awareness of spiritual and energetic realities that are playing out on top of this Gregorian calendar reality of January the 1st. So they missed it. If you weren't looking for it, you missed it. And and for those that were looking and saw me waving my hands in the air like, hey, 21-day challenge, spirit is leading me to do this, to set us up properly. Because when we get to the Taurus new moon season, which is the first earth sign season of the new astrological year, some things are going to be grounded out. Some things are going to be made manifest physically that we're going to have to deal with based upon where we started at out in, in Pisces in the unseen. For those that fool with Mama Dada Astrology, we're, not only are we ready, but the things that Sun and Taurus season has grounded out for us, <laughs> it's like magic. It's like magic. I literally sent an email to the 21-day challenge overcomers in the first 21-day challenge, Pisces, New Moon, Solar Eclipse season. I literally sent an email. Clearly, I've got receipts if I send it in an email. And I was challenging the overcomers to indulge their imagination. Shout out to the imagination guru, Minister Jew. Y'all need to get in touch with him because it does not have to be a solar new moon, eclipse, and Pisces for you to indulge your imagination in ways that will ultimately end up manifesting tangibly in your reality to where you can see it, touch it, taste it, feel it, and hear it. But you got to go there in your mind first. So one of the challenge, one of the things I challenged the overcomers to do was to get inside the dream. What does this dream life of yours look like, taste like, feel like, smell like, sound like? And one of the things I did was email them from my dream life. I put myself in the mind frame of already being in my dream life, and I emailed them from that place. So it was like, yeah, I'm hanging out on the beach, you know. I'm looking forward to consulting with y'all from the beach and, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, my receptions, <laughs> I don't have Internet access where I am because, you know, I'm I'm busy living my dream life and there's no Internet access out here. Fast forward two cycles. We're coming out of Pisces, new moon season, pass up Aries, new moon season, the second, the second one from Pisces, Aries is Taurus. Here we are in sun and Taurus season, and I am literally sending my mama's babies an email that mimics that email exactly. I, I've got great news. <laughs> I'm in the next stage and phase of living my dream life, and I don't have Internet access. 
I just sent an imaginary or pretend email two months ago that said dang near the exact same thing, y'all, and Taurus season just grounded it out. It just brought it from that Pisces spiritual, ethereal, imaginary realm into this Taurus grounded out, sensual, see it, taste it, touch it, feel it, physical, practical, real realm. You can't shit on what you don't see as if it is not real just because you can't see it. That's why when people look upside my head when I'm talking about astrology or something, that it, it, it used to, but it no longer makes me feel like this personal hit against me. you just mad because you don't understand it. And you're just mad because you don't have access to the faith and belief that that is required of you to see it manifest. For you to have the audacity to think an affirmation, a prayer, a thought would come to physical manifestation, you have to believe. You have to have faith. This is not like religion where you have faith in bubblegum, SpongeBob God. This ain't that. This is check your ephemeris, check your astrological calendar. Ish is happening all the time. Astrological things are taking place all day long. Don't get mad at me because you didn't, I mean, I've, I've been there, guys. I've been there. I've been caught up in the religious BS where you feel like if you take a chance and believe something that can be proven, it's it's easier on this end (laughs) because believing science is easy for me. Believing religious make-believe stories that people pulled out of their rear ends, not so easy. Believing, you know, that these planets are transiting and impacting your natal chart, pretty easy, pretty easy, especially when you actually see the stuff play out. I've been watching it play out for like three years now. You can't tell me nothing else. And I'm watching, you know, things that in in a realm of Pisces and the imaginary and the unseen and the spiritual, that even me, even me, I didn't know what was going to come of it, but I tell you this, I'm living it right now. I'm living it right now today, and I got some witnesses that can testify that it wasn't but two eclipse cycles ago I was getting kicked out on my, y'all know the rest, and right now today I'm in my own spot, my name on everything, you know what I mean? Like if you have one thing, all these retrograde seasons and cycles, and we're still in quite a few of them, Saturn, Pluto, um, One thing, uh, Saturn, Jupiter, and Pluto are still retrograde, but one thing this uh, retrograde season really solidified for me is the value and the importance of patience. That's a dirty word. A lot of people don't like it because it means you got to wait. But guess what? While you're waiting, we got moon cycles we can be participating in that are literally being recorded in time and space that we will be we will reap a harvest on at a, at a later time. It could be two weeks from now. 
I, I love it when new moon seasons happen, like this Taurus new moon season we're in. I, I told y'all I looked at my new moon intention list just today, and everything on the mofo is my living reality before the moon was even full. The full moon, was, the moon was in Scorpio was even full. What, what more? What do you want? You can work with these energies or you can work against them. You can continue to believe in SpongeBob SquarePants God, or you can believe in what you really can see, touch, taste, feel here, which is the evidence of these planetary uh, bodies that we get to work with. And we get to work with them from an external standpoint, sure, but the best part about it is we get to work with it from an internal standpoint. There's a Pluto out there, and there's a Pluto in us. There's a Mars out there, and there's a Mars in us. And that's where the the game gets interesting because we get to play it from our own personal vantage point. That's why your natal chart's so vital. And you understanding where your placements are and where things are happening in your chart because you already know where your advantages or disadvantages lie and how to make the necessary adjustments to harmonize everything. I don't have the perfect chart. I have the perfect transits uh, at, at these lunations. I'm, usually I'm having to make some adjustments, harmonize some things, turn some corners. But that's a small price to pay to live the high life. That's a small price to pay to be able to watch everybody around me looking extra stupid and crazy, looking like they don't know what to do with their life and world. And I'm looking like, hold on, hold on, hold on, just wait a minute, because we got, you know, we got some things coming. That's the beautiful thing. When people, when you hear the saying, this too shall pass, that's one of the most realest statements ever, because it, any transit you could be going through, it will pass. It don't last forever, even full moon and Scorpio season. It's going to be out of that thing as soon as Gemini new moon season starts. Okay, so let me check in real quick, y'all. Let's check in with y'all. All right, I think I know who this is, but let me check in. Caller from the 561, you're live on the air with Mama Dada. Peace. Peace, you there? Did I pick it up? All right. Uh, looks like they probably muted their line and was just listening. They have accidentally pressed one on the keypad. I'll check back later. Uh, caller from the 561, okay? Thank you. Thank you all for who are listening online as well as those who are calling in to listen. Let's keep it moving, y'all, because I don't have any time to waste since we missed last week. I want to catch y'all up. Um, we got the full moon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me get y'all full moon ready. I, I've gotten y'all most of the way there. Let me narrow it down to these signs, okay? Scorpio, of course, the full moon is in your sign. So this is this is your time to shine. <laughs> um, not like with the sun, you know, being in Scorpio, like it being Scorpio season, but as far as uh, you reaping what you sow, okay? you more than anybody are going to be able to determine whether through if you're being rewarded or punished, you can tell, you know, let me put it to you this way. The fact that we're having a full moon in Scorpio now 
means that six months ago we were having a new moon in Scorpio, a new moon in your sign, Scorpio. So this is a checkpoint for you. Clear, uncut, no question, you know, you don't need to question it. It's loud and clear right now, Scorpio. If you've been doing good, if you've been doing what you need to do energetically in the last six months right now, Scorpio, you're being rewarded. Okay, you're you're able to see that you've been making progress, um, things that you are passionate about and have worked hard, hard and smart at. You're being rewarded. You're reaping the benefits of that. If you find yourself feeling like you're being punished, experiencing setbacks, delays, uh, it's just an indicator, Scorpio, that you don't care, or that um, or. Uh, it's an indicator that you've been lazy or reckless, okay, which kind of implies that you don't care. But, um, you know, it's no question about it one way or the other. Your emotions likely are really heightened, Scorpio, probably more so than other people. Also keep this in mind if you have your moon in Scorpio, um, if you're a man with your Mars in Scorpio, if you're a woman with your Venus in Scorpio, um, or if your ascendant is in Scorpio, this is going to apply to you as well, or it can. Um, One thing you can do right now, Scorpio, is be more open with what you're feeling since your emotions are so heightened. You know, monitor that because you don't want to overwhelm people but you can make your heightened emotions work for you if you know how to channel them, if you continue to apply patience before you strike with your stinger. Okay, Scorpio? Uh, For Mama's Aquarius, um, also Moon in Aquarius, uh, women with Venus in Aquarius, and men with Mars in Aquarius. Likely this Scorpio full moon for you is also has a feel of what Scorpio is going through now. You know, if you're experiencing setbacks and delays right now, Aquarius, um, that's a sign, a clear indicator, okay? Uh, just means you, 10th house where you're having your full moon, Aquarius, just means you need to work harder, harder, or smarter, period. If you are... Um, you know, enjoying and experiencing success, that means you have successfully been working hard, hard, and smart, and you're being rewarded, okay? Um, you also could easily be find yourself getting attention. 10th house is the most prominent public visible part of your chart, so you're not going to be able to hide. And be on your P's and Q's, Aquarius, because people, People are going to let you know they see you. <laughs> you're going to be getting attention for what you've done. That's great. But if you're not, do- if you're doing some not so great things, you're definitely going to get attention for that too. And it's likely going to come from these tenth house people, authority figures, bosses, superiors. Do not use- Aquarius. No, do not try to take shortcuts right now. You're gonna, you're gonna find out why if you do. Okay. Um, and that goes for your emotions, too. You also, um, your intense emotions that you're experiencing, people can see it. Don't try to hide it. But what you can try to do is channel it and focus it for the highest good of yourself and others, okay? Taurus, Mama's Tauruses, y'all are experiencing today's Scorpio full moon and over the next couple of weeks, Taurus, um, also Taurus moons, also um, men with Mars and Taurus and women with Venus and Taurus. 
um, you can definitely focus on relationships and eliminating. I told you full moons about releasing, letting go, eliminating um, or sharing from that aspect and standpoint, but it really literally could be letting go and eliminating any issues in your relationships, okay? Seventh house, Taurus, you can compromise. Uh, it's a Venus-ruled house just like you're a Venus-ruled sign. So y'all definitely have access to being able to be di- diplomatic and harmony, harmonizing and compromising and work on making improvements, okay? It could just be so intense right now, Taurus. Um, that you may need to walk away, okay? At full moons, the emotions can intensify and uh, bonds and attachments can get stronger or emotions can intensify and it be very clear, like undoubted, undoubtedly clear that you need to walk away, okay? Um, you can be more open with people in your life emotionally. You can be more supportive of them. And you may just be inclined, like I said, in that dip- diplomatic way to keep the peace, so you can have access to emotional balance. If you're Taurus, if you're feeling stressed out, if you're feeling indecisive, it just means you're emotionally imbalanced. And you need to focus on inner peace first. That will help you, assist you in building an emotional bridge with whomever else you may need to establish a peaceful relations with. But start with you, Taurus. You cannot have peace in your relationships with anybody else if you don't have it within yourself, all right? Leo, Mama's Leos, you guys are experiencing this Scorpio full moon over the next couple of weeks um, in your fourth house of family and home and your inner emotional foundation, okay? Leo, you more than anybody else, y'all need to, because this is the bottom of the chart, the very opposite for Aquarius, being at the top and in public for all to see, can't hide nothing. For y'all, Leo, everything's happening on that internal core that nobody can see the most private part of your chart. So I want you to make sure that you're utilizing any intense emotions Especially with the fourth house, you can be really sensitive emotionally. So I want you to focus on what your needs are. The fourth house is governed by cancer and the moon, and that talks about what you need. If you need time alone, peace and quiet, do it. If you need to be out and about and feel, you know, social and connected, do it. If you need whatever it is. If you need, um, this is the opportunity to settle issues with family or at home. Okay, so once again, like I was saying with Taurus, connect to your emotions first and work on strengthening yourself internally first. And from that place of strength and feeling gird up emotionally, feeling strong in your core emotionally, you should successfully be able to smooth out any issues at home or with family. Okay, Leo? Pisces, Mama's Pisces, you guys, um, this also goes for moon, anybody with moon in Pisces and any women with Venus in Pisces or men with Mars in Pisces, you can uh, finish um, something related to study, a course of study, um, travel. If you've been abroad, you could come home. Um, anything like legal issues could be settled at this time, Pisces. Um, 
or if you are, are placed in that position right now due to intense emotions that you have access to, you could be put in a position to defend your beliefs, okay, or defend where you stand. I've already mentioned that in this Scorpio full moon season, we're standing up in our power, okay? So you more than anybody may be put in a position to stand up in your power and, you know, defend what you believe, defend your philosophy, defend your spirituality, defend your sense of humor, <laughs> Ninth House of Sagittarius rules, so that could come up. Um, you could be really passionate about what you believe, but keep and be mindful of being considerate of other people's beliefs also, okay, Pisces, you know, some you you standing up in your own power defending your beliefs, other people can do the same, not just you, okay? Um, but it's a ninth house transit, so you definitely have access to optimism and positivity that should influence your emotions for the better. This is this ain't the full moon to be down or sad or anything like that, Pisces. If you are, reach out to somebody because that is so not the energy that you have access to right now, okay? Cancer, Cancer, um, Mamas, Cancers, Moon and Cancer, Women with Venus and Cancer, Men with Mars and Cancer, you can feel over the next couple of weeks more creative. Uh, you're dealing with the fifth house transit, so it should be enjoyable. That's a trine to this Scorpio full moon with all these beautiful aspects of Pluto on it. You're going to you're gonna love the way you feel, and you're going to want to share it. You're going to want to share your creative juices that are flowing all willy-nilly, okay, Cancer? Um, you can grow closer to the people you love. You can walk away from someone you don't feel a true open heart, Leo. Fifth house is the house of Leo. That's where the north node just shifted into. So Cancer, this is the energy. You get a like a boost, you know, a full moon intense emotional boost in this area where, um, like I say, if there's not an open heart, if you don't have Cancer, if, if you're not connected to people that you can be generous with and, and they're generous with you, if you're not connected to people that you can have fun with, enjoy yourself with, and live with an open heart, this is the time to walk away and let them go. Um, any creative projects can be finished here at this full, during this full moon season. And while you can be more positive emotionally, you can also be more dramatic at times. Fifth House of Leo is very dramatic. It doesn't have to be a bad thing, but just know that and watch that. <laughs> but it should be all good. You should feel free to indulge your inner drama king or queen without being disruptive or low vibrational, okay? Virgo, mama's Virgos. Um, you can definitely hear it's the full moon season over the next two weeks. I'm also including moon in Virgos, uh, men with Mars in Virgo, and women with Venus in Virgo. You can finish up lots of little projects. Um, keep yourself really busy. You can have an easier time expressing what you're feeling. The third house is the house of communication that you're experiencing this full moon in Scorpio through. And your heart and mind can sync up. They can get on the same page. And that way you can understand what other people mean regardless of what they say because you're tuned into this third house of communication, the mental mind. 
and you and along with emotions because the full moon brings the emotions and then your third house transit is bringing the mind so mind and heart thinking up and you can sense emotions that are behind people's words okay it can be a really good time to get something off your chest uh virgo your mercury rule mercury is now direct and we'll be out of the zone in the week ahead i'll mention that with the exact date and time when i get to the week ahead we're still finishing up this current week right now um but you it may not be until later on in this Scorpio full moon season that you really feel more comfortable and aligned heart and mind let me go ahead and give you that date virgo because y'all might need it it may come into play for y'all Next Thursday, May 18th, 8 p.m. Central, Mercury finally leaves the retrograde zone, okay? So it may not be until around that time where you really feel like, okay, now I can say it. Okay, now I can express what I need to. Okay, now I feel comfortable. Uh, But it could be sooner. This is active for now until Gemini New Moon season, okay, Virgo? Capricorn, Mama's Capricorns, you guys, uh, also Moon and Capricorn, also Women with Venus and Capricorn and Men with Mars and Capricorn, y'all are having an 11th house transit. So it could be issues with friends, uh, groups you're associated with that can either, you can end up becoming more passionate about. This is also that Capricorn, this is also the house of former lovers and exes. So it could be exes that you're, Um, settling issues with and either becoming more passionate about them, friends, groups, and exes or causes, or you could give up on one, walk away from a friendship or a group, or, you know, finally that ex that you've been dipping back with, this may be the full moon in Scorpio, especially I've already mentioned to y'all, Scorpio is about that intense deep sexuality. It's about uh, intimacy. It's about people we share emotional uh, resources with, values with, uh, physical resources with. Uh, you could this could be like the full moon season where you like finally give them back some belonging that they had, Capricorn, <laughs> um, you know, and finalize it that way. Okay, uh, you could eleventh house Capricorn is also the house uh, governing your future, so this may be a couple of weeks where you're more focused on your future. Uh, you're wanting to be more certain about what you want, and you could be more comfortable with trying something different. Eleventh house is that house of stepping outside of the box, getting out of your comfort zone, and you can be less emotional. Eleventh house is governed by Aquarius, and it's really not about feelings, and that's real odd to say here at a full moon in Scorpio, but you may be uh, Capricorns normally aren't that emotional anyway, but um, with an 11th house transit on top of that, both Saturn rules, Saturn rules Capricorn, and co rules Aquarius, which is the 11th house that this full moon is in for you, Capricorn, uh, you could just be enough emotionally detached to let that go. Whatever you need to let go, whatever you need to walk away from. Um, as far as being more passionate <laughs> about a friendship or a cause or a group, it probably won't be like overwhelming emotions, but um, you know you'll be more dead. You're likely to be more dedicated. Okay, Libra, Mama's Libras. Um, for you, you're experiencing the Scorpio full moon through the second house, so financial issues. Okay, financial problems, uh, financial ventures. You're either going to be eliminating or settling them, 
or you're going to be making progress with them, okay? Uh, either way, you're going to it, what's going to benefit you, Libra, is stability and security. Whatever you need to do to make that happen, whether, especially here at this full moon, I already told y'all, it's about releasing, surrendering, letting go, accepting things, purging, detoxing. So what do you need to let go of? Maybe it's you got 85,000 bills. Do you really need, you know, 500 cable channels? Can you eliminate some of your bills in order to secure and ensure financial stability and security? Maybe you need to let go of some people you've been supporting, Libra, that, um, you know, they need to... You, they need to establish the stability and security for their own selves. And maybe it's some financial problem in that arena that you're able to settle, eliminate, so you can put yourself in a position to be more stable and secure, whatever it is. You definitely want to monitor Libra, from, especially with intense emotions here at this Scorpio full moon. Uh, you may want to... Um, monitor uh, any tendency to overspend or to be lazy, you know, well, I'll just, you know, eat out today because I don't feel like cooking. Well, there you go. That's the full moon in Scorpio, fully illuminating. You may not see that as such, but I'm pointing it out to you now so you can begin to see things like that as what they are energetically and spiritually, okay? Gemini, Mama's Gemini, um, also Moon in Gemini, men with Mars in Gemini, and women with Venus in Gemini. For you, full moon in Scorpio season is about finishing up projects, getting things done, checking them off the list, being productive with your time and your emotions. You don't have time or emotions to waste, Gemini, at all. Uh, you may keep yourself busy, but try not to be too busy. Otherwise, you can push yourself over the limit and experience some of these lower vibrational manifestations of the sixth house, which can be you stressing yourself out um, and needing an outlet. The outlet that you you have easy easiest access to over the next couple of weeks, Gemini, is just getting stuff done. If you're feeling some certain type of way, look at that list and then boxes this unchecked and see which ones you can check off next, okay? That's going to help you out. Uh, sixth house is not an emotional house, so like Capricorn, uh, you should be able to put any emotions that, that may be intensified here at this full moon into work that needs to be done, okay? Into six houses about getting organized. Six houses about order, establishing order, okay? Even, like I said, being productive with your time and your emotions. Maybe you need to get your emotional life in order, Gemini, and quit spending emotions on people, places, and things that are not giving you a return on your investment. You don't have the, that luxury over the next two weeks, okay, Gemini? For Mama's Aries, also Moon in Aries, women with Venus in Aries, and men with Mars in Aries, um, this full moon for you is in a very serious house. It's actually in the Scorpio house, all right, Aries? So this is a double Scorpio energy for you. And it's not a joke. It's not a game. This is where you're focusing on serious matters over the next two weeks, Aries. You're trying to address uh, serious issues. You're digging deep inside yourself. Like I already suggested uh, when I was talking about the Scorpio moon energy in general, and you're digging deep into situations. 
Aries, you're working on trying to make things better. A transformation may be required and one that starts at the core so it'll last. This is not a superficial two weeks for you, okay, Aries? Uh, you can also work on letting go emotionally with this full moon. You're having a full moon in Scorpio. Try and look sextile Pluto in your Scorpio house. So that three layers I was talking to everybody about, you can go ahead and add one more layer, Aries. So you got four. <laughs> four is the number of a good sturdy foundation. So do the work. Do the deep, intense, psychological, emotional, transformative work, serious work that needs to be done over the next two weeks inside of yourself first, Aries. I don't care if it's your spouse you have an issue with. I don't care if it's your child. I don't care if it's a parent. I don't care if it's work. I don't care if it's school. I don't care. Whatever it is, I want you to go inside of you, go deep inside of you. I want you to go deep into your core. I want you to go deep into your psychology. I want you to go deep inside of your emotions, not surface level, and I want you to find the caterpillar there, and I want you to turn her into a butterfly. If you're a man, turn him into a butterfly. You can do it. You're just going to have to be brave enough to go deep to do it. You're just going to have to be brave enough to rip off the tape marked enter at your own risk, and you're going to have to go through that door. You're going to have to do it afraid. Aries shouldn't be a big deal because you're ruled by Mars and y'all are known for being courageous and bold and brave anyway. Go ahead and kick that on into gear and make it happen over the next two weeks. No excuses. Sagittarius. Super swaggy Sagittarius. Last but not least, you are experiencing the Scorpio full moon through the 12th house of endings, which can be real cool, too. Once again, it's this energy of releasing and letting go and surrendering and accepting. And it's also a water house. So Sagittarius is going to be a a really emotional full moon for you. Um, But you may actually keep those feelings to yourself. 12th house is about behind the scenes, in the background, um, you know, behind the veil, Pisces, can't pin anything down. Maybe Sagittarius, you don't know what the hell you feeling or going through. You can't pin it down. You can't pinpoint it. You can't call it. You can't talk about it. That's fine. I'm here to let you know if you are feeling like that, you're on the right track. I know that sounds weird to say, but you can focus with this energy on issues from the past, subconscious issues, those things that are just beneath the surface. It's not deep like Scorpio. It's just beneath the surface. And uh, motivations. And you can deal with letting go. Letting go can be important with this full moon and helps you to feel less weight on your shoulders. Sagittarius, you're supposed to be feeling light and positive anyway. If you're feeling heavy or weighed down, you need to employ some of these higher vibrational 12th house things to deal with it. Prayer. Come on, Sag. Meditation. Should be easy for you, Sag. Y'all are already a spirit. We are already a spiritual energy, and we're having this Scorpio, another spiritual energy, full moon, and another spiritual energy, 12th house. So that's that's everything you need, Sag, right there. Spirit. Pray. Meditate. Drink you plenty of water. Soak in a tub. Uh, watch you some, some movies. Um, indulge your spirituality in whatever way you feel the need to, okay? And, yeah, I just took all, all y'all through 
all the signs, okay? So y'all should be good from now to the next two weeks. Um, for the remainder of the, this current week, um, Mars does square Neptune. That's a major player in this um, Scorpio full moon as well. So let me just describe it real quick so y'all can pinpoint it. When you see it, you'll know, oh, that's Mars square Neptune, which uh, does talk about a lower energy, okay? Neptune can be like a dissolving, merging energy. Also, Sagittarius, you may fine with that 12th house of energy since Neptune governs the 12th house that here over the next couple of weeks during Scorpio full moon season that your energy is a little lower, okay? That's why. Uh, Mars square Neptune for everyone during this full moon season talks about even suspicion and lies and deceit and scandal. Um, tests or challenges that the square denotes, Mars square Neptune, can come from within, okay, or through your interacting with others. Um, so it would be normal for any of us, not just Sagittarius, to feel a little weak, a little discouraged, okay, guilt also, uh, especially if you're recalling some things you've done in the past. And it's what the key here is to not let those types of negative feelings lead to your own self-defeat or, or harming yourself, okay? You got to recognize and admit to your own self um, any uncomfortable things, but work through them. Don't just sit there with the guilt. Okay, I did this years ago. I did this last week. What can I do? I went through a period of time that, that it rings familiar to this energy, and I had recalled some things I had done, and I instead of just sitting there with the guilt, I actually went to the person. I was like, do you remember me doing this to you? And they were like, uh, no. <laughs> and I was, you know, uh, uh, in 12-step in programs, they call it making amends. That's how you, all right. I've mentioned that for a reason. You can take this Mars square Neptune energy and feel guilty all you want, feel weak and discouraged because of stuff you did. Or you can take this energy and, and, and let that 12-step um, suggestion help you out and make amends. It'll feel better. Even though the person didn't even remember me doing it, I felt better because I acknowledged it. Uh, maybe they had, maybe they don't consciously remember it, but here Neptune is talking about the subconscious where it's buried so damn deep you wouldn't even recognize it if it was looking you in the face. And dealing with it from that aspect where you're clearing out your energy, you're clearing out your karma. No reason to feel guilty when you went to the person you supposedly harmed and attempted to get it straight and set it straight. If you're not able to or don't want to go to that person specifically, you definitely can seek professional help. And professionals have techniques and tools and tricks that doesn't require the other person. You see that if you watch enough TV, you see the stuff that they do um, all the time. I remember, uh, I don't even like to say their name, but a very popular family on reality TV, one of the sisters, I remember her going to uh, uh, seeking professional help, and it was something with their dad, and the dad is deceased, and they were still able to do some work, you know, and, and seems to have uh, made something of a difference, so... That is Mars square Neptune for you, okay? Um, 
Uh, with Neptune, I want y'all to watch out for people who either are what they're saying or who they are sounds too good to be true. Um, definitely here over the next couple of weeks, um, you could be the victim of, you know, people saying stuff that isn't true, gossiping, slander, deceit, scandal, okay? Uh, especially as it relates to sex, people you have had sex with, people you are having sex with, um, because of the Mars influence. That's why I'm mentioning that. It's Mars squaring Neptune, Okay. Um, with this Neptunian energy squaring Mars, it would serve you best for your Mars, your Mars, your actions that you take, your physical activities that you do to be of a high vibrational Neptunian nature. Um, definitely you want to practice extreme self-care. Definitely if you need time to yourself um, to, to rest, to sleep, to meditate, to heal, to pray, to, to do it. Okay, you don't really have the luxury to be worried about who could be talking about you and all that BS. Um, endeavors that uh, pertain to your extreme self-care now are going to be for the best. Um, there are some celebrities that were born with Mars Square Neptune in their chart, like Diana Ross, Venus Williams, Zoe Kravitz, Tia Maori Hardricks, and Tamara Maori Housley. And these people tend to um they tend to express their strong desires by fighting for a worthy cause um through their actions okay um their passions aren't bound okay cuz Neptune is removing all the boundaries and so sometimes they're scandal um but they also have a very strong spirituality that they can pull from and they tend to march to their own beat yeah, I would definitely say that, like about Zoe Kravitz, Venus Williams, Venus Williams, Diana Ross, all of them, really. That's that's cool. Do you have Mars for Neptune in your natal chart? <laughs> um, tomorrow, Thursday, May the 11th, 11.59 a.m., right before noon central, the moon does come out of Scorpio and it goes into Sagittarius. So if this Scorpio full moon energy has has been a bit much for you emotionally, intensely, then the moon entering into Sagittarius uh, tomorrow afternoon should lighten that up a lot. Um, Sagittarius is the energy for positivity and adventures and being enthusiastic and being curious and, you know, moving about the country, wanting to have experiences, being outdoors, you know. So that should help. Um, Also, with the moon going into Sagittarius, pretty much a lot of the rest of the week um, is going to be talking about us being emotionally satisfied to see the big picture. I know in Scorpio we've been going deep. I know in Scorpio it's been intense. I know in Scorpio it's been extreme. But Sagittarius Moon coming here tomorrow afternoon wants you to just get a bigger, maybe you're seeing so deep that you need to come back up to the surface and get a a broader view, a bigger picture, okay? A broader scope, expanding the scope that you're seeing your life through. That may help you, so... Once again, this this too shall pass. Moon being in Scorpio too shall pass. It'll be in Sagittarius tomorrow. And then also on Thursday, um, May 11 to 14 p.m. Central, Mercury trine Saturn. And so... Um, 
Mercury trine Saturn last when it was retrograde April the 24th, if that date has any significance to you. As well, it um, trine Saturn on March 29th of this year. It's going to trine Saturn again July 19th of this year, okay, for the final time this year. So this is that beautiful energy where Mercury, our minds, in a heart, the most harmonious trine to Saturn, is allowing us to concentrate. It's allowing us to study. It's allowing us to catch up on paperwork. It's allowing us sustained mental effort. That's why it's good for the concentration and attention to detail, okay? Um, things are going to get done and on time, and it's going to look good, and it's going to be correct with Mercury, trying Saturn, all right? Friday, May the 12th, 419 a.m., Mars trines Jupiter. And so this is um, talking about our desire to compete and win. Now, Mars was just the same Mars that's trining Jupiter here on Friday, early rising, is the same Mars that squares Neptune just a day before, okay? So where the square to Neptune, Neptune brought a lot of the uncertain energy and the potential for lies, deceit, slander, scandal, um, gossip. Now the trine to Jupiter allows us to do things that Jupiter is going to expand and, and benefit. Jupiter is the great benefic. So our margin energy to take action and our sexual energy, however we um, display that, hopefully constructively and productively for best results, um, the sign of Jupiter allows us to compete and win. In almost any action that we start now is going to turn out to be successful. Um, the Mars trine Jupiter transit is one of the best indicators of successful action, success in sports, success in war, success in sexual conquest and business. So it'll be very interesting on a larger global scale to see if anything pops off around Friday simply because the energy is going to be really conducive for its success, okay? Any good fortune that we experience um, under this Mars trine Jupiter energy is going to come from our own strong self-belief and good intentions, okay? And so um, any act, any physical act, any righteous cause that we apply the positive energy of Jupiter, the bountiful energy of Jupiter towards is likely to bring the benefits that we desire. So... This is one of the rare times when risk-taking is actually advised. Now, we're not going to act like the Mars square Neptune is just not still going on because with Mars uh, square Neptune at 13 degrees and Mars trying Jupiter at 14 degrees, well, damn, they're still only within a, a degree of each other. So Mars will still be squaring Neptune at the time it's trining Jupiter, but the kicker is this. Now, I just told you that risk-taking is actually advised under Mars trying Jupiter, but then I just told you that with Mars square Neptune that you got to be careful and watch out because of the low vibrational Neptune Neptunian energy. So I'll say... If you're taking risks, 
that are spiritual, that have a spiritual benefit, that have a spiritual um, goal attached to it, you know, a higher goal. When I say spiritual, anything you can see, touch, taste, feel, hear, if you raise the vibration on it, you can you can access the more spiritual component of it. So it's just not a vague thing. You just have to raise your frequency to find it, okay? Um, have a spiritual destination in mind when you're taking these margin actions. Um, use your initiative. Act on your instincts. This is the right time for decisive actions, making important decisions, and taking the lead, okay, and increasing your wealth. Um, other people are likely going to be really drawn to you, too. People like Rihanna, Bob Marley, Grace Jones, Keisha Knight Pulliam, they were born with Mars Charm Jupiter in their chart. So that alone in your natal chart, if you have that in yours, is an indicator of success in life. It's not the sole indicator, but it is one of them. Uh, these people could be considered really lucky, and they these people can actually make their own luck through their strong self-belief and, and any good, honest intentions. Jupiter talks about morals. So if their actions line up with their morals and what they believe and honest intentions, these people tend to create their own luck. And these people also tend to have strong work ethic and productivity, okay? Um, to end the week, Saturday, May 13th, 9.14 p.m. Central, the moon does trine Mercury and go void for three hours and 23 minutes. It'll already be Saturday night, unless you're having a late night date. Um, it should just make for some good sleeping, okay? All right, drum roll, please. We are now in the week ahead uh, for... Hold on, let me get back there, y'all. For Mother's Day, Sunday, May 14th through Saturday, May the 20th, okay? So we've got that um, three-hour void moon. We come in on Sunday, 12.37 a.m., 37 minutes into the week, uh, the moon comes out of void status and goes into Capricorn. So um, Capricorn is a really serious energy to be having a Mother's Day through, um, and it does in Capricorn moon. It's harder to just kind of hang out and all that stuff, but if Capricorn's about handling business. If you make it your business to honor your mother, dead or alive, if you make it your business to honor your mother, to give her a call, to stop by and visit, however you want to do it, then this is uh, – it should be beneficial, okay? It's an earth energy, so that does talk about grounding grounding things out, being emotionally satisfied to ground out any business you want to handle related to Mother's Day, okay? Um, maybe, especially in this earth energy, sun's going to be in Taurus, moon's in Capricorn. If your mom is deceased, maybe something that you do to honor her that's physical, you know, planting uh getting a plant uh, in her honor, making a donation. Capricorn has a little bit of money associated with it, making a donation in her honor. Um, so things like that. Um, Cap Thankfully, Moon and Capricorn is good for pushing past difficult obstacles. So it can be, uh, you know, low vibrational Capricorn can be, you know, negative and depressed and more heavy. 
But if you're if you're seeing that, then you know, oh, I need to raise that vibration because I'm I'm down here with these low vibrational entities, and other low vibrational entities may try to attach themselves to me. But let me raise that from negative, pessimistic, depressed to. Okay, let me take care of my business. What business do I have to take care of? Make it don't don't avoid it. If you're if you're my mother passed on, you know, I'm this is not going to be a sad day for me. This is going to be being practical, being realistic. Um, yeah, probably a more conservative mood, which Moon and Capricorn talks about being more reserved socially. Um and going with things that are more traditional and tried and true. So I may not just do some stuff I've never done before to honor my mother, but just things I already have done before, just doing that and and feeling good about it. Moon and Capricorn should make you feel, once again, emotionally satisfied to do these things. All right? Uh, some celebrities born with Moon and Capricorn, uh, Seal, Billie Holiday, Abraham Lincoln, Melania Trump, Rosa Parks, Nina Simone, Kid Cudi, um, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> so, all right, Monday, May the 15th, 10.07 p.m. Central, Mercury joins the sun in Taurus. What's so interesting is the, this very week, at the end of the week, the sun's moving from Taurus to Gemini. So the sun and Mercury will be together in Taurus just for a few days uh, where our thinking's going to be more solid and grounded and down to earth, and we're going to be more practical and realistic. Mercury is our mind. It's our thought process. It's handling business. So the, all of that should continue to go well. Um, I already told you all Mercury is trining Saturn as we wrap up this week. So with Mercury entering Taurus early in the week ahead, it, it, it should bode even better for us to be grounded, um, to communicate more deliberately, okay? Um, once again, more this tried and true energy. That's Earth energy. Moon being in Capricorn, Earth sign. Mercury being in Taurus, Earth sign. So there's this... Um, tried and true energy that we have access to more so than, you know, thinking outside the box, innovative new ways of thinking. Um, simplifying things is going to help our thinking, keeping it simple, giving attention to one thing at a time, okay? Uh, but watch out. Watch out for getting too narrow, too overly conservative, or too rigid in your thinking, okay? Um yeah, that's Mercury. Mercury is like a you know a quicker moving energy, especially now that it's direct and out. Uh, it'll be soon after it uh, goes into Taurus. It'll be out of the retrograde shadow, and so our thinking, our communicating could slow down. Not to where like you know learning impediments slow down, but just come on, we're we're. I told y'all when the sun went into Taurus, we're taking off our shoes, we're walking barefoot in the grass. That kind of slow, like, because we want to enjoy with all of our senses everything that's going on. We want to enjoy our conversations, you know. We want a sturdy environment for communications to take place in, not chaos. This ain't, we're not arguing for some fighting chaotic, throwing stuff. That's not this. That's not Mercury and Taurus. 
okay, because we want to feel good. We want all of our senses to be satisfied. Also, with the access to the practicality of chores, with Mercury being in um, practical chores, we're going to want to get things done. We're going to want to be productive. We're going to want to make progress, okay? And Taurus is a fixed sign, so we're not going to be all that flexible in our thinking. But that's why I'm saying watch out for the rigidity, the narrow thinking and all of that. Uh, we must endeavor to stay open-minded, okay? That's going to help us. Um, but Taurus, like I said before, when I was talking about sun and Taurus, Taurus is a real determined energy. Okay, so if you need if you need to utilize that rigid kind of narrow thinking and raise the vibration to to turn it into determination to get something done practically and realistically, then great, then great. Okay, um, people, celebrities like Kanye West. Uh, Naomi Campbell, Janet Jackson, Lenny Kravitz, Morgan Freeman, Ella Fitzgerald, Malcolm X, um, Notorious B.I.G., Stevie Wonder, and Lisa Lefty Lopez all were born with Mercury and Taurus, okay? I am. Let me check on how much time we have left. Yeah, I got time. I will give y'all. I've given these to y'all before, so I will just go quickly. Um, you can go back to the show, gosh, I did not even put the date, but yeah, this is the second time this year Mercury's going into Taurus, so I've given these to y'all before, so I'll just move through them really quickly. Um, Taurus, of course, Mercury is in, leaving Aries and entering your sign, so your mental energy is actually going to pick up, okay, which is interesting because it's in Taurus, a slower energy. Um but you can be excited by new ideas, information that you're gathering, ideas and information that's coming to you, and uh, you can work on short-term plans very well. Leo, uh, for you, you're going to be thinking a lot. We're talking Mercury, mind, mental, thoughts, communication, ideas, travel, movement, and you're going to be thinking a lot more along the lines of movement towards your goals, movement towards your ambitions the direction your life is going in and being very practical and responsible more so than the other signs even. Okay, Leo, Scorpio, your thinking is going to be best done actually with a partner, bouncing ideas off somebody, not that you can't think by yourself, Scorpio, but that when you're bouncing stuff um, with off of a partner or just an other person, anybody outside of you, it's going to likely make you feel more mentally at ease and more peaceful and harmonious, okay? Um, if, you're, if, you're, if you are feeling um, indecisive, Scorpio, it's likely because you're either stressed out or you're around some disharmonious people, you know? And, um, but you can, you can work to make compromises by communicating, okay? Scorpio, Aquarius, for you, um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, yes. Um, Aquarius, for you, your mind is going to be influenced uh, by emotions, likely your emotions more so than others, um, while Mercury's in Taurus this time around. Uh, people can say what they want all day to you, but you're going to know what they feel. You're going you're gonna to know if it's different than what they feel. You're going to be able to sense others' emotions and yours. Okay, 
you're going to be able to sense others because you're in tune and tapped in and turned on to yours, okay? Virgo, for you, um, your mind is just going to be popping with ideas and plans and optimism. You Likely you're going to have to write, speak, record, kind of like I'm broadcasting, learn, gather some information information or share information that you've gathered in order to exercise this energy because you're having Mercury go through Taurus through your Mercury ruled house, the third house, okay? So Mercury is not going to let you go. You're going to have to ground this out and communicate some kind of way. If you're not able to talk to others at this time, write it down, get it out some kind of way. you got to do it. Capricorn, for you, you can definitely have access uh through your mind to adventure, new adventures, okay? And uh, you can focus more so on the positive and being optimistic, okay? Um, you're going to have access to an adventurous energy and a good sense of humor um, and new experiences. So by all means, you know, indulge that, at least mentally. Plan for it. Mercury is about making plans. Or talking about it, you're not you're not necessarily doing it right now, but you're thinking about doing it, and you're communicating about doing it, and you're writing down what you want to do when you get there. And, okay, you get it. Cancer for you, Mercury going through Taurus is going to be um, causing you to think and plan and and gather information that's outside of the box. You're going to be attracted to people who who are original thinkers, not copycat thinkers, um, or just saying what everybody else is saying. You're going to want to talk to some people um, who uh, you're going to want to connect with like-minded individuals, Cancer, okay, friends, group associations, people that you, uh, like a think tank or group, you know, um, and you're going to want to make plans of of things you could do to contribute to the world in some way. Pisces, for you, um, your mental energy, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, did I mess up, because that sounds eerily like, create a project, oh, okay, no, um, Pisces, why did I think that was Virgo, oh, okay, no, I, I did it right. Pisces, for you, um, if my computer screen was, screen was flipping, uh, for you, you're the one that's having the, I just said it wrong. Who was that? I want to make it clear, y'all, because, you know, I, I refuse to lose. <laughs> okay, it was Virgo, I think, that I was talking about, um, that you're having it through a mercury ruled house. You're actually not. You're having it through a Sagittarius uh, Jupiter-ruled house, Okay. I said it right. I just said the wrong house. For Pisces, you're having it through a Mercury-ruled house. So um, your mental energy is speeding up, too. You can definitely take in new information, learn something new, share with others, teach, speak, write, or learn, and be more open with communication and want to share more with others, okay? So for you, Pisces, is where it's heavy on the communication. You're having the mental surge. Virgo, I mean, we're we're all having mental surges, but 
I must have been looking at something else. But I've said everything right so far, you guys. Just, hey, y'all know Mercury's my ruler, and it don't come out of shadow until the week ahead. So y'all just give me about one more week, and I'm going to be back on super-duper point and not missing and messing up, <laughs> messing up stuff, okay? But, no, I said it all right so far. I'm just second-guessing myself. That's been... That's been how Mercury Retrograde has manifested for me uh, this season. It just means nine times out of nine, I'll be right. I'll just be second-guessing the crap out of myself because I'm thinking I screwed up. (laughs) Sagittarius, for you, Mercury, going through, Taurus is going to have you very detail-oriented, focusing on little things, um, that checklist, the chores, the tasks, the projects, you're going to be very practical in your approach to these things, um, even though your mind can be more active. So definitely give it something to focus on. Your mind, Sagittarius, is going to want something to do. By all means, give it something to do. I don't care if it's puzzles or games. Uh, the more productive, the better. The more productive, the better, okay? Aries, um, for you, your mental energy can actually slow down, okay? You're having Mercury in Taurus through a Taurus house. And so even more so than everybody else um, having their thoughts kind of simmer down, uh, you can make time, the necessary time to think things through before you make a decision. Once again, Mercury in Taurus, I mean, there's there's access to this determined energy in case you've already made a decision that you need to stick to and stick through. Um, but, yeah, as, as far as, like, new decisions, I wouldn't. You could be more stubborn, Aries, with your ideas and values, and you may need to work on being more open, okay? Stubbornness right now could get you into some trouble. If you see the stubbornness rearing its ugly head, Aries, just know that it really wants to be determination. And if you raise that vibration and be determined about something actually worthwhile, it can work for you instead of against you, okay, Aries? Gemini, Mercury rule Gemini, your ruler is going through Taurus through um, your 12th house, okay? So you're going to do your best thinking. You're going to do your best planning. You're going to do your best communicating on your own, okay? Coming up with more ideas when you don't have others injecting their opinion or distracting you. You can have a more active imagination, and you can get lost in daydreams and fantasies. Libra. For you, Mercury going through Taurus is going to impact your eighth house. So your your thinking is going to be a bit more serious for about a month, um, but you can plan on, think about, and, and have ideas regarding transformations that you want to make, um, about gathering information about something you need to know more about. You're going to have this eighth house Libra is going to have you more in research and investigation mode. Um, and it's going to have, uh, you're going to have a str- access to a stronger mind. This is the eighth house of Pluto and Scorpio, the very energy of this Scorpio full moon. So you may be going deep, Libra. Um, and that's that. Tuesday, May the 16th, 5.22 a.m. Central, the moon squares Uranus for seven hours and 28 minutes, and it goes void, okay? 
So that's a good chunk of the day on Tuesday because it doesn't enter Aquarius until um, late afternoon, 12.50 p.m. Central, okay? So this coming up Tuesday um, before 1 o'clock p.m. Central or before the afternoon, whatever time zone you're in, Tuesday is not the day for the interview, okay? Tuesday is not the day to meet with new people to make presentations of new ideas, to make any important large purchases, to begin new projects, um, launch a new business or start a new job, okay? Just see if you can push it out. Just push it out to the afternoon. (laughs) Um, That afternoon the moon does enter Aquarius, and that, you know, especially with Mercury in Taurus and it not really being about thinking outside of the box, while the moon is in Aquarius, we will be emotionally satisfied to break out, break through, get out of our comfort zone, think and and be and do what is complementary to our unique and original perspective of who who we are, okay? Um, if you need a breakthrough, it might, it might come after Tuesday afternoon because that's what Aquarius energy is. It, it's that flash of awareness. It may just be this flash of awareness that you get that allows you to break out. It may not be an outside influence impacting you. It may be this internal influence that the moon represents that ushers us into a new level of freedom. Aquarius talks about freedom and liberation and rebelliousness, whatever we need to do to feel like us. Uh, Venus finally leaves the retrograde zone Thursday, May 18th, 11.56 a.m. Central, okay? So I know it. I You don't have to tell me that Venus governs relationships of all kinds. You don't have to tell me that Venus governs the money. And, you know, since, um, since it's stationed direct on April 15th, a lot of that definitely has freed up, loosened up, moving forward just fine. But it get, finally gets out of the retrograde zone officially uh, here in our week ahead on Thursday, okay? Okay. Um, I've mentioned to y'all when I've talked about Venus retrograde before, the square to Saturn, okay, uh, that was going on that talked about the faded relationships. What we've been going through with our relationships and our money has not been happenstance. Nothing is happenstance, but this really has a faded feel to it. Any hardships that we've been having to endure have been karmic, okay, and it, and and when it talks about relationships, it talks about the the price that must be paid to even be together. So yes, the responsibilities um, have been shared, and they've been serious, and they've been heavy. Uh, whether you're caring for a parent or sharing financial debt, you know, uh, Venus Direct I've mentioned before is the time to pay off debt. Okay. If you get a surplus of money, even now, get you that emergency fund set up. All of it ain't yours to spend frivolous. That Venus retrograde should have taught us something about our relationships and our money. And the square to Saturn means we needed to have learned a lesson. Now, Venus sextiling Mars uh, after its station direct, you know, it definitely, uh, you know, softens some of the squared to Saturn hardness. 
So, you know, Venus Textile Mars is showed us a perfect blend of sexuality and affection that add that added to our looking and feeling sexy and being confident and assertive in chasing our desires without being threatening. Okay. Venus Textile Mars also talks about an opportunity to be ready to give and receive love and adoration. So all this was happening kind of simultaneously, and when you blend the 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 Mars that Venus is sextiling, sexy Mars, and you blend the um, the gloomy Saturn that Venus is squaring, it means that relationships can improve and new romances can start, but we may face some hardships. It may not just be smooth sailing. Once again, that's the price to pay. We may have to prove our love. We may have to fight hard to win or keep a partner. There could be criticism from Saturnian people like parents and teachers or frustrating delays due to distance or lack of money. Okay, if if you had some lovers come back while Venus was retrograde, that's why they tell you now when Venus is retrograde and the and the old relationships come back, they retrograde back into your life. Venus direct that you know until next week it's still just direct through these retrograde degrees. It means during this time they could leave, or during this time they could start causing real problems in other areas of our life because they weren't supposed to stay. Okay, if it is true love and you both know it, then patience and loyalty is what's going to lead to the committed and lasting partnership that you seek. You know, don't little don't let a little hardship scare you if it's just you having to prove, um, you know, you having to prove to yourself first and others uh, that this is a love worth fighting for, okay? Thursday, uh, May the 18th, 7.33 p.m. Central, uh, we got the quarter moon in Aquarius, but we also have the moon going void. The, The quarter moon sets the moon into void, of course, status for three hours and 19 minutes, so uh, another night where 7.33 p.m. Central until the moon goes into Pisces at 10.52 p.m. on Thursday, Um, the moon is void, okay? The quarter moon in Aquarius is going to be a shifting energy. You may have already begun to feel that shift sometime on Tuesday afternoon when the moon originally goes into Aquarius. But it's not going to be until Thursday evening that it, the uh, actual last quarter moon, when the sun squares the moon, the sun in uh, Taurus squares the Aquarius moon. And this is going to be a crisis in confidence. Don't let the word crisis scare you. It just means it's going to be an opportunity to shift, turn a corner, um, making any necessary adjustments, Okay. As we begin, it also is going to signify the, the pretty much the beginning of the end of the sun and Taurus season. Okay. Um, Thursday, May eighteenth, ten fifty-two p.m. Central. Like I told you, the moon does enter Pisces, and so as we near the end of the week, starting late Thursday night, when you rise up on Friday, we're going to be emotionally satisfied to just be. 
whatever hard work, striving uh, you're going to do, starting with the moon in Capricorn at the beginning of the week on Sunday, 37 minutes into the week, do it then. Do it between Sunday and Thursday because as of Thursday night, that's not going to be what that is. You're going to feel like just simply you're going to, we're going to be craving to simply be. We're going to be craving an opportunity to nourish our imagination and feed our soul, feed our spirituality. Um, we're going to be craving um, just the time to watch a movie or, you know, just some downtime, okay? It's a water energy. We're going to want to be emotionally just be. <laughs> You know, I don't want to put too much on it because you can't really pin anything down in this energy, and you shouldn't have to. You should be able to be creative and let your imagination flow when it comes to dance and film and art and photography and play and theater, music, symbols, images. Okay? We want to rise above and transcend our everyday life when the moon's in Pisces and just be, just do nothing, just Listen deeply Oh my god y'all There's like a wasp or something (laughs) Okay We're going to keep it moving I don't care about no wasp I'm finally able to broadcast my show And and connect with you guys Like I had been missing last week So that wasp is going to have to go on (laughs) Um, Some celebrities born with moon and Pisces Like Usher, Michelle Obama Michael Jackson, Martin Luther King Kanye West, Prince and Sierra Um they were born under this creative, imaginative, highly imaginative energy, okay? Michael Jackson, that just makes sense. Thursday, May the 18th at 8 p.m., Mercury joins Venus in leaving its retrograde zone, okay? And so we, uh, of course, at the time Mercury stationed direct just last week, it was conjunct and still is in direct alignment with Uranus, and so... That's the excitement. That's the excitement in our interactions and routines and um, the the ideal mental environment for any creative work, especially creative work that is original, creative work that is unique and allows us to express our individuality and our open-mindedness and our intuition, okay? Flashes of insight and awareness are still readily available and accessible to us. So I had mentioned last time I had brought this transit up when Mercury is aligned with Uranus. Keep a pen and paper handy because it's going to be coming so fast and it flashes of insight and awareness. I definitely have been taking my own advice on that, and I just am looking forward to, like I said, this is more, especially with Mercury having been retrograde, this is more time for planning and preparing, writing down ideas, recording ideas. We're going to implement them at a later time, not now, Okay. Um, what else we got? Friday, May the 19th, 12, 14 a.m., Saturn trines Uranus. Uh, let's see. Saturn trines Uranus is, I've mentioned this one before. Saturn trining Uranus is going to make it an ideal time to make changes. Now, I'm not talking about, like I said, this may be the time, especially with the sun and Mercury being in Taurus together for a few days next week. This is going to be the time to really, with a determined effort, implement things we've already begun. Okay? 
get in with this full moon energy, we're either getting more intense about things that we've begun or we're letting them go, and we're getting real intense about that. Either way, that's change. You've got to change it up to get more intense and, and to put more effort into something, and you have to change it up if you're going to let some stuff fall away and do some other things. Either way, whatever change, that's Uranus, in a trine to Saturn says, whatever changes you're making now, they should be smoother. They should last longer. They should stick they should not be as upsetting and disruptive as normal Uranus changes can be. And like I always say with Uranus, if you're initiating the change, it shouldn't be that upsetting. If we would quit resisting change and make the changes we know we need to make, change does not have to be thrust upon us. But even if you're refusing to make changes and change is thrust upon you during this time next week or leading up to it, it should go smoother. It should not just be this thing where your entire life is falling apart. Likely it's already been falling apart. And this is the time that you, we, need to make tangible. I love also that Uranus is trining Saturn. Saturn governs Capricorn, our Earth energy. So it's more grounding and stabilizing energy that these changes have access to harmoniously with the trine. Okay. Um, people who were born with Saturn trine Uranus in their chart, like Latoya Jackson, Chuck Berry, Arsenio Hall, Sammy Davis Jr., Sugar Ray Leonard, Jermaine Dupree, Maxwell, these people have access to a harmonious blend of change and stability in their life. The very thing I'm describing to you by transit, they have access to natally. These people tend to be able to work well within rules and regulations because they, they, they're, harm, they're harmonizing with it. Um, yeah, Friday, 19th of May, 8, 11 a.m., Venus opposes Jupiter. There's just a lot of different alignments going on, so I'm just giving you brief info on them all so you can recognize them when you see them. They're, they're, they're there. They're going to pop up. If you can recognize them and make a decision and a choice in advance to access them on the highest vibrations, you ain't got a fool with no BS. Um, Venus, when Venus is opposing Jupiter, it's good for partying and indulging and loving just as long as you can afford it with your time and your money. Do you have the time to party, indulge, and love? Do you have the money to party, indulge, and love? That's going to be critical and key with Venus opposite Jupiter because it could be a tug of war. If it's a tug of war, you may need to drop the rope. Well, I can't go to the party today. I don't party with y'all all week. <laughs> I'm partied out. A lack of self-discipline and motivation to work means the timing of this transit is going to be critical in how you handle it. If you've been saving all year and this transit falls in your planned vacation time, then great. Go for it. You've already planned ahead for the indulging and the partying and the loving you're going to do. You can relax and enjoy life to the fullest and can easily make friends and lovers. If this transit occurs, you know, a day you have to work or when there's an important exam, you're going to need to, that's why I'm telling you about it in advance. This is next Friday, 8, 11 a.m. Central, so pretty much all Friday. I would say all Thursday, too. I told y'all before, these alignments don't happen in a vacuum. Hell, Venus is opposing Jupiter right now. 
So uh, if if it's not the most opportune time for you to party, indulge, or love, then you're going to need to dig deep and find the drive and ambition to get the work done first. Okay, there's there's going to be a tendency to be sloppy, especially when it comes to details, and to be lazy. Um, if if other people, especially like superiors, are relying on you, they will easily become frustrated with what they see as a careless attitude and lack of respect. So just watch it. If you, if if you got time and resources to spare, party it up, indulge it up, love it up. If you don't handle your work first. You're not going to want to. I'm telling you that now. Do it anyway, and you'll piss less people off. Do it anyway, and you don't have to leave things undone, but you got your partying and indulging in, okay? Um People like Bobby Brown, Richard Pryor, Buster Rhymes, Quincy Jones, Toni Morrison, and Mary Wilson, who were born with Venus opposite Jupiter in their chart, these people tend to have happy and loving personalities with good looks. Um, they tend to be popular and have social success and um, are pr- probably don't have a real issue making friends or finding a partner. However, troubles arise at a deeper level when it comes to relationship dynamics and success in life. And you can kind of see that with, like, Richard Pryor, you know, um, Mary Wilson even, where they kind of took a good thing a little too far. They didn't balance it out. It's Venus opposite Jupiter. It requires balance. It either requires you to balance it out, okay, I can party if I do all my stuff first, or it requires you to drop the rope. I just can't party pretty much how it's going. Um, Saturday, May 20th, 1039 p.m., the moon squares Saturn for six hours and 31 minutes, and it does go void. That finishes out our week. So we finish out the week from Saturday night, 1039 p.m., and on, which just leaves like an hour and a half in the week. The moon is void, okay? Probably get some really good sleep that night, Saturday night, okay? And that is what I have for you guys today. Um, I imagine next week, you know, with Mercury being really close to being out of retrograde at the time that we get on the air, because it doesn't leave the zone till Thursday, I should be more in my element, you guys. Once again, thank you so much for bearing with me through my ruling planet retrograding and um, just staying connected. I appreciate the astral love gifts. I really appreciate my mama's babies and subscribers. I mean, y'all make the whole thing go around. And the 21-day challenge overcomers, we are living the dream life that we wrote about two months ago. So I'm so happy and excited to be experiencing this um, time of achievement, recognition, and success with you all. Um, the one-click email access to me and the episode information, use it. Contact me. Subscribe. Send an astral love gift. Stay connected to Mama Dada Astrology, Inner Peace Lighthouse um, Frequency, and MyAstrologyCoach.com because <laughs> we the truth. And, you know, it may not mean a lot coming from me since I'm talking about us, but we got some witnesses and corroborators that this this is the real deal, and, you know, you're still getting it for the low, low fooling with me. <laughs> so I love you guys, and I will talk to you all really soon, okay? Peace to your week and power to your Scorpio full moon.
Thank you, thank you, thank you.